1: You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their their worst worst Minnesota Minnesota accent. Yeah. All right.
2: I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm
0: Amanda.
1: Yeah. It's true.
0: Golly, well, G. Amanda, like all a right. motherfucker. There she well, is. Well, that was great. Gas and um, all.
1: Special thanks this week. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> I love that tweet where I made that joke like a couple episodes ago, and they were like, wait, what's wrong with my recording? Why did it skip the entire case? Oh,
1: my God. Go back. Go back.
0: <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. we just sometimes wish we could fast forward to special thanks. <laughs>
1: We just voted you out. It's fine. Even we get sick of our own voices.
0: Probably more than any of you guys do.
1: Most of the time. Most smartest. (laughs) Most smartest. (laughs) Um, This week, we have uh, a great episode for you. Uh The topic is unbelievable acquittals. Uh Mm, There will be
0: some rage
1: involved. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So basically people
1: who were guilty as fuck, but yep. still got off. Yep. 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 Yep.
0: Yep. Every so. police officer ever there. I said it. Okay. Let's just oh.
1: dive in. Not coming <laughs> in hot. Uh, oh, blue we... lives matter. You guys. <laughs> oh, stop. oh, Okay, Jesus. Throw All right. It so it's moving it's on, it's on it's uh, we have a couple of intro butt plugs. Mm-hmm. The first Lucy, why don't you tell them about our brand launch event and our dsm meetup yeah so monday may 7th
2: kenyon and i will be in des moines and amanda will be remotely in des moines yep and Mm -hmm. we are teaming up with brand launch to give a presentation on the nuts and bolts of podcasting i want to go get my
0: makeup done so i can look like the powerful wizard of oz when it's just like (laughs) his head his big green curly get a green head. screen, Looks like on UGATU head. from fucking
2: <laughs> I'm putting yeah. up a, a heavy velvet curtain to <laughs> unveil the projection with your can face I, on it. Can I
0: put that makeup job on the wine and crime account?
1: Yeah. Uh, Only if you I'll also prove. dye your hair white.
0: I mean done. No, shave okay. your head. Oh, that's easier. Just get wigs. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so that is at uh, 5 p.m., and it'll be at Ivory House Studio at 13th and Walnut downtown. We have a Facebook event going out. Well, it's out right now. Just look on Mm -hmm. Facebook. You'll find it. It's going to be way fun. And then after the brand launch event, Kenyon and I are going to be receiving all of you lovely people at Della in the East Village, where you can... Grab a glass of wine, hang out with us, chat. We'll totally gossip about Amanda because she won't be there. You no, bitches! There. Yep. No, 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 <laughs> yep. no, no. Here's what's Over really gonna happen. <laughs> I
0: got one word for you. I've got spies on the ground, ready to come in. <laughs> Shannon.
1: And another change that Elvis. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> you can You leave Elvis out of this. You monster. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Monday, Monday, May seventh. Go, go, co- <laughs> All right. And Amanda, what is our Nashville meetup? Yep, 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 yep. So we are doing a meetup <laughs>
0: in Nashville over CrimeCon weekend. Uh, the weekend of CrimeCon is May 3rd. No, May 4th, 5th, and 6th. Yeah. Uh, yep. The meetup is gonna be on Saturday the 5th at 8:30 p.m. at the Valentine. In Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to be doing something kind of fun. We have an opportunity to get an hour with some professional sound in a live studio setting during CrimeCon. So we're going to be doing like a little mini-sode that we're recording for a live audience. So if you'd like to participate and attend that in Nashville, I believe you do have to get tickets to CrimeCon. You can save a bunch of monies using our promo code which I forgot Wine crime. Wine crime. I almost said gals. It's like fucking rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Um, You can save a bunch of money on tickets by using our promo code winecrime and check out that live show. Uh, So that CrimeCon mini-sode will be happening on the afternoon of Saturday the 5th. We're going to be getting some more details on the exact time that we get to get into the studio, but this is just to give you a heads up that if you do want to participate in that, um, you'll have to get tickets for CrimeCon weekend. I think you could also get day pass tickets to attend the live show. Anything you want to add, Kenyon? Nope, that back covers it. Toy. You guys should come. Right. right, fine, We're gonna wear dirndls.
1: Oh my
2: god, we, we are going, going to, to, to wear po-
1: featuring- I went to the post
2: office today in hopes that the dirndls were here, oh. but they're not here yet. I'm gonna go back tomorrow and
1: Thursday and Friday and every day for the rest of my life till we get them. <laughs> Can't wait. And if you don't know what a dirndl is, uh, then keep your eyes peeled for our social media because we will all be wearing matching dirndls courtesy of raredirndl.com. And Erica
2: is rolling in her non-existent grave right now because it's pronounced
1: dirndl. Okay. So we got to say (laughs) dirndl. And it's spelled (laughs) D-I-R-N-D-L. It's it's spelled dirndl. Because German is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on uh amanda what is our wine crime pairing for unbelievable acquittals
0: yars um we (laughs) chose the matchlock cabernet for its name um this is a wink wine club exclusive vino uh let's talk about we might
1: we might have to explain why matchlock had anything mm-hmm. to do with unbelievable. I mean, skills. I was gonna try to it get didn't through really.
0: the link plug first, but you know what? You're right. Let's start there. So you know what matchlock sounds like? Matlock. It sounds like <laughs> Matlock. And there is the explanation
2: for why we chose this one. That's as far as we need to go with it. So That's live with it. Deep as our it gets.
3: show. And um, now for special <laughs>
2: thanks.
0: it sounds like matlock you guys just that's all you need Um, tons (laughs) tons Tons. okay okay still not as bad as tons uh wink is an exclusive amazing online internet wine club where you can go peruse their amazing inventory of varietals of wine from small batch wineries all over the world Mm. lots in california lots in france lots in australia lots in places i didn't even know existed. Mm, um, it's true. Rhode it's Island. F- Rhode Island. Who knew they made wine? <laughs> the Dell Water Gap. Um, no, I don't think there's any wine from the Dell Water Gap on winged.
1: <laughs> Gross. Wisconsin Dell's oh. finest. Made with no, the kidding. best
0: chlorine-filled <laughs> indoor water park water.
1: Uh, it's fermented with- the same way as cheese curds. Toilet. I was gonna say with extra American cheese. <laughs>
0: now I just want to go to the Dells. Stop.
1: <laughs> oh God. Um You will leave we with a stack wine Wink wines wine. actually legit. Yeah, actually they're amazing. Legit.
0: And if it's your first time visiting their website, go to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash gals. You'll be greeted by a little test quiz to figure out your palate and they will make suggestions for you so if you're kind of new to the wine game this is a really great way to figure out what you like um I and aced it. yeah <clears throat> everyone no aces deal. it you cannot fail this quiz it's great your gpa is <laughs> well, a 4.5 if you
2: if you end up with chardonnay across the board you might have failed it listen taste is subjective
0: <laughs> um they'll make recommendations but you don't have to go with their recommendations you can fill your cart with whatever they have available and once you put four or more bottles in that cart they take care of the shipping uh you can have it sent to your home or uh sent really anywhere where somebody uh authorized to sign for it can sign for it so for me my local walgreens so yeah i would check that out try forward slash gals let's talk about mm. this battle um, Wink does recommend actually decanting <laughs> this bottle. This is a Paso Robles uh, Cabernet. Um, Paso Robles is a region in California that we're going to talk about in just a second here. So decanting this or simply popping it open and letting it sit for about 20 minutes before serving, we didn't do that because you got to get that pop on air. But... Um, that's something that Wink recommends. And just a reminder that this process allows oxygen to be introduced to the wine, which changes the flavor profile. Folks in the wine industry may refer to bottles like this as quote unquote tight, right out of the bottle.
3: Oh, Uh, I know
0: it's going to be a little tight. Right out of the butthole. You got to ease into (laughs) it. It's a little tight. (laughs) Um, And the oxygen allows the wine to open up, let go of its inhibitions, um, Mm. mellow out, bring out a wider range of subtle flavors and some of that tannic element starts to fade when the oxygen does its magic. Uh, the Paso Robles wine region has approximately 40,000 vineyard acres planted with Whoa. wine grapes currently. Isn't that correct? Holy Those cow. are some
2: wide tracks of land. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's just one region, y'all. Uh, we've wow. talked about this region before because we featured a Zinfandel a couple times. And this region, is that's like... It's heritage varietals, Zinfandel is like what made this region what it is, Um, Mm. alongside Cabernet Sauvignon and Rhone-style wines, so it's kind of cool that we now have a place in the United States that can mimic some of those Rhone-style wines out of France, and Paso Robles wine country is receiving attention for its unique Paso blends, so good, Mm. And these wines are unique to the area and with varietal makeups that do not follow traditional rules and expectations of winemaking as characteristic in other regions of the wine world. So they're like the bad boys. They do a tradition oh. in their own way.
1: They're naughty. Yeah. They're, they're too. They're naughty daddies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, this particular yeah, well. bottle is aged in
0: French oak. It <laughs> has tasting notes of black cherry and spice. It's a little jammy on the front mm. end with a nice earthy balance and a lip and dry finish. Kenyon's favorite. Yeah. Shall we pop her Ooh. open? Yes, I'm reaching for my nice pop wine key available in our online store.
2: We've been selling a lot of those lately. They're really freaking good. People
0: have been asking. Really good. People have been asking in happy hour if anyone's used them. Somebody actually asked me specifically because I work in a wine bar. I bring this wine key to work every weekend and use it at work. It's that good.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: We also source them from the same place we get our fucking patriarchy flexible wine glasses. So that whole company, which is Enophilia, Mm -hmm. they specialize in all wine gadgets. So. It's not just some yeah. random chintzy little no. thing. No,
1: All right. Fancy wine, fancy wine crap.
2: I've
0: got her right on the edge. You ready to pop?
1: Yeah. We're ready. Let's do it. Ooh. Oh. oh. Nice oh.
0: Wet Nice uh-huh. pop.
1: Okay. I uh, am going to let uh. this
0: sit for a minute before I pour it, just because oh, I want to follow uh. the rules, but... I'm, I'm
1: already drinking.
0: I'm not gonna be able to sit here for 20 minutes. I'm gonna give it like three <laughs> minutes and then be like, "Fuck this! I'm drinking this."
2: I'm this is
1: excruciating. Right I ah, have the smell. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste it on my nose. All Lose the deep. jammy spices. <laughs> I need it. Give it to Mama. <laughs> right down the gullet.
2: Cherry and spice.
1: Pour it down. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) Lucy, what is our background in psych for (sighs) unbelievable acquittals?
2: All right, got some background, got some history, a lot of legal shit for you. Okay. Mm. So, if you didn't know, acquittal means that it's a verdict of not guilty in the United States, specifically. Mm -hmm. So in common law jurisdictions, and that is places where the body of law is derived from judicial decisions of court, so judge-made laws, a.k.a. case law, Mm -hmm. so that's what we are familiar with here in the U.S., And acquittal means that the person charged with the crime will not be punished. In some other countries, the prosecution can appeal an acquittal the same way the defendant can appeal a conviction in the U.S. Uh, Yep, -hmm. we talked about that in a previous case, didn't we? Yeah, we've touched on it.
0: Yeah, Um, and we were like, "The fuck? And then we were like, oh, wait. And then we were like, let's move on. mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it makes way more sense, I feel. (laughs) In Scotland, the acquittal verdict is split into two categories, not guilty and not proven.
3: Mm, so, okay. a long
2: time ago, they their system was either proven or not proven, but then huh. there was a case like within the last few hundred years where the lawyer was like, "No, not only is my client uh, not proven, but he or she wasn't guilty at all to begin with." So they introduced this not guilty verdict to go okay. along with the not proven.
1: Makes sense.
2: So, so the nuances are there, but legally speaking, they don't carry different ramifications. So legally, they are the same thing.
1: Yeah, you can't be, you know, extra not punished. I exactly. mean. Daddy says I can't. Stop. <laughs> I hate it so much. I,
2: well, I love actually, it so much Speaking of, of which, that. Speaking of which, the not proven verdict is sometimes referred to disdainfully as the bastard verdict. Oh no daddy. Oh my
3: god.
1: All right. Special thanks this week. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I am so not even close to being through my section. Oh I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. Under the 1996 Criminal Procedure and Investigations Act of England and Wales, they can overturn what's called a tainted acquittal if they can approve that an acquittal had been obtained by violence or threats of violence towards a witness and or jurors. Overturned by taint? I swear to God. <laughs> England and Wales is apparently just chock full of hooligans and scoundrels. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah.
1: mob. Mobsters. And Look taints. at like a real twins. thing Albert Ebenezer and Ebenezer Albert. Twin
0: foxes, Albert. Watch Ebenezer. a
1: soccer game. <laughs> yeah. At, at all. Uh-huh. A- anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: God love them. Um, until 1774, a defendant acquitted by the English or Welsh court had to remain in jail until he or she could pay back the jailer for the cost of their confinement. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. That's amazing. Until 1774, and a lot of people died in jail because they couldn't pay their jailer's fees. That's crazy. Even after they were acquitted.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep. It was like that in the U.S. too, in Salem, during -hmm. the witch trials. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The good old days. In
2: the U.S., (laughs) An acquittal cannot be appealed because of our Fifth Amendment. So I kind of went down the double jeopardy clause rabbit hole oh, because it is directly tied to acquittals. Isn't okay. that
0: amazing movie
2: oh, with Ashley yeah. Judd, Ashley John. John. Tommy
1: Lee Jones? Oh, yeah.
2: oh! And that prick of an actor who always plays this piece of shit husband.
1: Yes, but he's so Billy good Zane. At it. <laughs> you done been typecast. <laughs> no. No, It's some, some other, other guy. guy but it's with like really a good.
2: Wrinkly eyes. Mm. He's an ass.
1: He's cute though.
2: i <sighs> feel like a wrinkly-eyed kind of guy.
1: Yeah, clearly so I do. The Fifth Amendment clause. I'm marrying one.
0: N- Just kidding. No person. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Hi, Zach.
2: They're more beady than wrinkly. <laughs> They're He's not got beautiful oh, eyes. My stomach They hurt. more beady than wrinkly.
1: Good save. All right. Good Subjective. save. <laughs> I'm fucking done. He's died. got lovely hazel green eyes and his eyelashes just won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> not a wrinkle in sight.
0: Oh my god, I'm dead.
1: He does have Ooh. some gray hairs, though.
0: That's fine. That's cute.
1: Moving on. Silver Fox.
0: Oh, hello, (laughs) Clooney.
2: Dr. Ross. And that's adorable. Okay. Okay. The double jeopardy clause in the US Constitution states no person shall be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. Mm. It's very dramatic it's basically mm. prohibits state and federal governments from prosec- prosecuting individuals for the same crime on one or m- more than one occasion or imposing more than one punishment for a single offense. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the deeper I got in with this, like the more confusing it got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it seems very black and white, but it ain't. Turns like, out to be a lawyer, you need to go to law school. It's That's, so weird. Yeah. It's not just like lifting off of Wikipedia every it's, week yeah. is or the anything.
0: Of That's not what I Bullshit. signed up for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so, this applies to all felonies, misdemeanors, and juvenile delinquency adju- adjudications, even if new evidence surfaces. So, and on that note, in England and Wales, the um, double jeopardy rule doesn't apply if new compelling evidence is introduced even after acquittal of a serious crime.
1: Okay. But okay. it does apply so, in the
2: United States.
1: It's kind of why O.J. Simpson was able to do the, like, if I had done it.
0: Mm. Yeah, because he'd already an
1: interview because mm-hmm. he was already acquitted. So really, they couldn't touch him yep. in a criminal court. Correct.
2: There Fuck were also that. a lot of weird double jeopardy gray areas with the O.J. Simpson case. And mm. I started to read about huh. that. And then I just like burst it's into too tears much. and couldn't do it. It's like it's too much.
1: It's too also, much. Also,
2: I had been doing my research for 5 hours at that point, so I just couldn't I couldn't. I had laundry to do.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
2: So, double jeopardy laws are some of the oldest in Western society. The first was in Athens in 355 BC, which I thought was a little fun aside. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. fun. So, <laughs> you so to explain the double jeopardy laying it out there. You get your first Jeopardy once a jury has been, <laughs> I kept reading this as empanelled. But it's empaneled or empanated. Empanada, Empanada, yes.
0: That's what I was hoping you were going to say.
2: Yeah. Once once your jury has been uh rolled in a flaky pastry, and baked for 10 to 12 minutes at 425 degrees. I fucking love yeah. empanadas
0: so much, you guys. They're so good. And I'm starving. I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a once date you're... after this, so I've been like not eating <laughs> so that like my high waisted jeans will look cuter. <laughs> and now well, I'm gonna like go down on an empanada in front of this poor man. <laughs> and he's gonna be like, Marry me.
1: Take yep. it to the bathroom. He's gonna love it.
0: Take my empanada to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, excuse me, I'm taking this with me. Bye. Just
2: secretly <laughs> fold it in a napkin and excuse yourself and then come Guys, back I'm with so... some grease all over your chin and shirt. Take all uh, your dating advice from mid-date. Lucy.
1: <laughs> Mid date once I uh, did the food was so good the food was like much better than I expected at this Moroccan restaurant and I excused myself and went to the bathroom and removed my Spanx and shoved them in my <laughs> mini clutch purse. Then eat. Yeah, ben. Uh, yeah,
0: every meal yeah. I've ever had in my life <laughs> yeah. has gone that way, and then I just stopped wearing Spanx. I got wise.
2: I'm 90% sure I did the same thing at our live show last summer. Oh, yeah. I If I looked 10 pounds heavier towards the end of the night, now you know why. I think I ditched my Spanx
0: in a trash can in the bathroom at your wedding because the food was so good.
2: For sure. You definitely did.
0: I think I remember telling you that I did it.
2: Psst. I ditched the
0: Spanx. Anyway, Operation Ditch the Spanx is complete.
2: Okay, so once the jury has had a nice egg wash and then empanaded, or if it's a non-juried trial, once the first witness has been sworn in, or if it's a juvenile delinquency adjudication, once the judge hears the first evidence, that's when you get your you start your first Jeopardy, as we're gonna call it. Okay. Okay. So the Jeopardy terminates or like completes. It wraps up in one of four incidents, either after acquittal, which is uh-huh. what we're talking about. After dismissal, Uh after a mistrial, or on appeal after conviction. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this comes straight from an article on freedictionary.com. A jury's verdict of acquittal terminates Jeopardy, and it may not be overturned on appeal, even if it is contrary to overwhelming proof of a defendant's guilt and derived from a a trial that was rife with reversible error.
1: Mm.
2: So once you complete your Jeopardy, you got one Jeopardy. You
1: can't double dip into a second Jeopardy. So, juries, if you're gonna find someone not guilty, that's it. That's the end of the road. Yep. Yep. There's no coming back. So, this elemental maxim of double Jeopardy, jurisprudence,
2: entrusts the jury with the power to nullify criminal prosecutions that are tainted by egregious police, prosecutorial, or judicial misconduct. Mm. Mm. So, all this means is that once the first Jeopardy has been terminated by an acquittal in our in this instance, you can't squeeze your way back into the first Jeopardy. It invokes a second Jeopardy, which is unconstitutional. And as we've all learned from the 2007 Ryan Gosling-Anthony Hopkins thriller, Fracture, <laughs> oh this law no. does not apply if the charge itself changes. So, as we recall, oh. Anthony Hopkins was tried and acquitted of attempted murder of his wife, which he deaf did do. Uh, but once the wife dies, that charge changed to a murder charge. And by ah. then, his cocky ass had confessed to Ryan Gosling, who got it all yeah. on tape. Mm. Yeah. So he had a new trial, new charge, and a confession. Anthony Hopkins went to jail. Promptly. Bye bye, Aunt Tony Hop Hop. <laughs>
1: hop away. <laughs> new rabbit's name, Anthony Hopkins. <gasps>
0: Oh my god! I need to get another rabbit. I need another rabbit. Oh god, can we wrap this up? The Humane Society closes in two hours, and I gotta get to uh, Golden Valley. I'm there is one the exception.
2: There's one exception to this double jeopardy clause, and that is regarding the term jeopardy itself. So if mm-hmm. the de- if the defendant, for example, bribes the judge to deliver an acquittal, then it can be considered. Not a real jeopardy situation because the defendant was not in jeopardy of going to jail in the first place. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: So those so it's all up to interpretation, like again, the gray area. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. I'm just hanging out over here pretending I understand any of this.
1: Continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Googling rabbits. <laughs> the
0: Googling where the nearest rabbit is that I can adopt for under fifty dollars.
2: We went through this on our scams episode. Yeah. Stop buying cute animals online.
0: I will never stop.
2: <laughs> okay, these laws are also subject to interpretation when it comes to criminal versus civil infractions. So for example, OJ OJ, yeah, O-J alert. I have a different example. Oh, hold on. For a different example, the city of Los Angeles was held liable in 1994 for the 1991 Rodney King case, despite Uh. the four main LAPD defendants being found not guilty in 92. So this was because in the U.S., someone acquitted of a state murder charge can be retried for the same actions on the federal charge of violating civil civil rights.
3: Uh. So in the
2: in the Rodney King case, the police acquitted of a state charge of felonious assault can likewise be tried on federal civil rights charges. Uh. And I think that the difference between the state and the federal levels in this case is because the first... Ten amendments uh, uh, in the Constitution is our Bill of Rights, and that can be upheld on a federal level separately from these charges on a state level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Amanda's
0: (laughs) just looking around. Reading you (laughs) loud and clear. (laughs) Sure. I'm a psych major, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot compute.
2: An acquittal can happen when the prosecution simply stops prosecuting. So in criminal cases, the prosecution is the state. And some reasons why they might just stop is for lack of evidence or because the prosecution has the burden of proof uh, proving beyond a reasonable doubt. You know, Uh sometimes Uh there's just not enough evidence. Uh, Lack of resources, whether it's money or personnel. Um, also they might drop it if it's a low priority case or if it's a person's first offense and they don't have a criminal history, they might just have bigger fish to fry and like, okay, we don't care about you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, um, if a victim
2: or a witness doesn't come forward or if the defendant is willing to cooperate and help the cops with other bigger cases, they might strike a deal and the state drops those charges. Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens a lot.
1: Yeah. Sometimes the state just doesn't want to deal with it.
2: Every
0: episode of law and order.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: Like most episodes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
2: just getting into a little bit of history, this was kind of the stuff that I wanted to talk about the most. Discriminatory acquittal. Mm. Um,
0: I don't like the sound of that.
2: So (laughs) this discriminatory acquittal information is from a 2009 article by Tanya Tetlow entitled Discriminatory Acquittal. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) Creative. From the William and Mary Bill of Rights Journal. So this says, it's been shown in studies that a jury is more likely to acquit a white defendant charged with violence against a black victim. Uh, Modern modern empirical evidence continues to show a devaluation of black victims. Dramatic disparities exist in death sentence and rape conviction rates according to the race of the victim. Uh, Moreover, just as juries have permitted violence against those who allegedly violated the racial order... Juries use acquittals to punish female victims of rape and domestic violence for failing to meet gender norms. Statistical mm-hmm. studies show that the, quote, appropriateness of a female victim's behavior is one of the most accurate predictors of conviction for gender-based violence. Isn't that fucked
1: Great. up? Great. So basically just being a woman and existing in the public space. She showed her ankles. It's anchors. your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, So another quote, double jeopardy prohibits a direct remedy for the problem of discriminatory acquittal and jury secrecy makes proof difficult. Yet recognizing the unconstitutionality of discriminatory acquittal would result in fundamental normative shifts. It would create a new constitutional language for prosecutors and judges to project to protect victims against jury discrimination within our existing criminal procedure. Most of all, the pervasiveness of discriminatory acquittals could no longer serve as a legitimating excuse for police and prosecutors to magnify the problem by conducting their own anticipatory er, under-enforcement of the law.
1: Uh So basically what it's saying is that it would take a whole lot of constitutional changes to get to change the fact that white guys always get off not guilty. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's a fundamental problem
1: with the way that we
2: select our juries and the secrecy that the jury that the jurors have when they're when they're coming to their conclusions. Mhm. Uh that until we address those problems, then this discriminatory acquittal or conviction business is not Gonna go away. going to be fixed. Yeah. Mhm.
1: But the thing with the secrecy of the juries, I understand why the identities of the jury members would be secret, but not necessarily the deliberation process. Yeah, of because the juries. shouldn't there be someone with,
0: you know, an objective legal counsel who can help like hold them accountable to not taking in evidence that's been stricken in court or you know certain things like that? I've always wondered about that too. Where it's yeah, like there's yeah,
2: absolutely nobody watching you. It's yeah. just you. It's just the twelve. 12- people in there and it's tough because it.
0: like a card then, laid is a card played like something can be stricken from the record but you a yeah. juror but if hears it's in that your
1: brain yeah. yeah so i feel
0: like there should be somebody who's not affiliated with either side of that case who's completely nonpartisan, basically that is yes. just like keeping them keeping jurors on track to be making their decisions in a like proper legal way
1: I think technically that is supposed to be the role of the judge and the jury can ask the judge questions. But they're the not judge present is not for the entire deliberation. But they're not there yeah. during the deliberation. Yeah. No.
2: So a prime example of why this point is being made uh, is the Emmett Till case. Yeah. In Sumner, Mississippi in 1955. Mm. So we have all hopefully learned about this in school, but um, it's important to go over this short little synopsis just based on this episode topic. Um,
1: And also for our international listeners who might mm -hmm. not have heard of Emmett Till. Right.
2: True. Okay, Mm -hmm. so this is Mississippi in 1955. Not a safe space for black folks at the time. Also, not that that long ago. No. Let's just keep that in
0: mind. Not that long
2: ago. Oh, absolutely not. Um uh, okay so he so Emmett Till was allegedly made a comment to a white woman in a in like her father's grocery store or something.
1: He was and a young a young black was like man. He was 14 Teenager?
2: I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was, he was like 14 child. or 15. Okay. Uh so some she she said something to somebody and these guys these white guys tracked him down and killed him and they found him in a River, I think, like the next day or something, he was beaten to death. Mm-hmm. Um, So his mother held an open casket funeral and invited reporters to come photograph her son's body and attend the trial of the two men charged with the murder. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. quote from this same article, more than 70 reporters traveled to Sumner, Mississippi, to describe the segregated courtroom and the segregated jury, 12 white men in a county that was 63% black. How fucked is Mm -hmm. that? Jury of your
1: peers, y'all.
2: During closing arguments, the defense attorney instructed the jurors on their racial duty, telling them that, quote, every last Anglo-Saxon one of you has the courage to free these men. Mm.
1: Oh, that's what the fucking
2: defense attorney's closing statements were.
1: I did not Uh, know it was that overt.
2: Uh, It gets worse. I have like two sentences left. Despite substantial evidence of the defendant's guilt, the jury deliberated a mere 67 minutes before acquitting, and jurors told reporters later that it would not have taken that long, but they took a soda pop break so as to make it look better.
1: Oh, good.
2: Uh, I... uh, Yeah.
0: Yep, okay. Okay.
2: So that's my little example of unbelievable acquittals and hopefully some legal jargon to get us going on in your cases. Love it.
1: Well, that definitely sets up the rage for yeah. us.
2: And the need so for bad. tax
0: base.
1: Yeah. yeah, for fucking if, real.
0: I'm like if, reaching for my phone to text my therapist right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you don't know where to put your rage for the state of mm-hmm. the world and society and how little progress we've made, um consider yeah. TalkSpace. TalkSpace <sighs> is an online and phone communication device. Yep. App. Therapy. Yep. that allows you Uh to connect with a licensed therapist Uh without having to put on a bra. Or (laughs) pants. Or get off the toilet. Or pants. Or any article of clothing. Or brush your teeth. Uh It's Mm -hmm. amazing. I do a lot of bathtub Um,
0: therapy, you guys. A lot. Yeah, And that is not uh, a euphemism for masturbation. Though I do that too.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not
2: not a euphemism. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: bit of both um it's both um it's a synonym um (laughs) so talk space is affordable it's cheaper than in-person traditional therapy it's way more convenient Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. dealing with licensed therapists many of whom also do traditional in-person therapy so they know how it, it works both ways and if you've done traditional therapy before and didn't love it Give Talkspace a shot. Mm -hmm. You might really, really love the convenience factor of it and Mm -hmm. um, just being able to talk to your therapist whenever it's convenient for you. Uh, We've gotten a lot of questions about uh, people who first joined Talkspace and maybe they
2: didn't have the best experience with their first therapist. You can absolutely switch it up try Mm -hmm. different therapists they are very flexible and very accommodating and that's my favorite part about this whole program Mm
3: -hmm.
1: i switched therapists and i'm very happy that i did and now it's a million times better than my traditional in-person therapy was Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. i feel like the evolution of your relationship with these therapists too is unique like I it's not all about crisis in the moment although I have definitely taken advantage of those services but it's also been more of like a life coaching relationship that I have now where it's like we just check in there isn't always necessarily something pressing that I really need to talk about but I always know that she's there I check in with her every couple days and then when something is weighing heavily on me I will talk to her several times a day so it is really nice to have that flexibility and that convenience where it's not like you're scheduling appointments to try to fit that change in your life's ebb and flow all the time
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: so that's been really huge
1: and um, if you work a non traditional job like the three of us do, mm-hmm. uh sometimes scheduling in person therapy can get really complicated because you can't necessarily say like, Okay, every Tuesday at four o'clock mm-hmm. I will be here. Your life doesn't work that way. So Talkspace fits around your life the way it is now. Um So I love it. Uh, For $30 off your first month, go to talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. Again, that's $30 off your first month of online therapy, talkspace.com forward slash gals. Love it. My case, I went with a case that I didn't know much about. My uh, case is a case.
0: <laughs> sorry that just made me laugh
1: did I fuck it up
0: my case I went with a case my case is a case <laughs>
1: okay did it's a I criminal criminal case.
0: no you said you just said okay my case is a uh, I went with a case it's a crime that was true it, made, it just right. made me giggle
1: I loved it it was perfect it was I was distracted. Okay, <laughs> my, case my case is, a, is case, a case, which is a true crime case <laughs> of which uh, this case I did not know much about. Yeah. Um, a case is a case. It's a very fine case. But just in case <laughs> you know about it, uh, it's still a really great story. So, Love
0: it. I never know about anything, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're it, in good just, hands. It's. it's Super juicy, and there's some incredible throwback 80s hair that we will gaze upon. It hits all
0: of our necessary points. Right.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) love it. Checks every box. Yeah. Okay, so American heiress Martha Sunny von Bulo. Oh my God. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. so she she went by Sunny because that was, she had a sunny personality, sunny disposition.
0: (laughs) I have yeah. a feeling she murdered someone, so you never know.
1: No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. She's the victim.
0: Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> good. I can like Crawford. her. Crawford. <laughs> All right, so Sunny Van Bulo Nay Crawford was born into great wealth and mm-hmm. privilege. Uh-huh. Her father, a utilities magnate, so like Cloudy Von Bulo. <laughs> <laughs> You will effective. be shocked at how close you are oh, later no. in this case. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> he owned a gas and electric business and he died in 1936 when Sunny was just four years old. Oh. And then she inherited roughly $100 million. At the age of four? In 1936. Not bad.
0: I'll so take it. T-
1: today, that would be the equivalent of almost $1.8 billion. What? <laughs> Lucy. Mm. I want I just it. want to put it out there that, like, I would be such a good rich person.
0: Right. And I right. just
1: want to inherit money out of the clear blue sky. Uh-huh. So just make that happen. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> So Sunny would go on to own a lavish home named Clarendon Court. Oh my God! I love
0: it, when homes have a name.
1: I know. Right? I was just gonna say, you
2: know, you're rich when
1: your <laughs> when house your has house a, fucking as name. As a name,
2: in and a house with surely. no name.
1: Um, in Newport, Rhode Island, which is like fancy, fancy pants. Um, Purveyors as of well fine wine. As yeah, as well as an Cigarettes. apartment on Fifth <laughs> Avenue in Manhattan, and uh-huh. probably like a million other properties, yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, In 1957, Sunny married her first husband, Alfred Edward Friedrich Vincenz Martin Maria von Auerzberg. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> I'm Are sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> One more time, please. <laughs> Please. Alfred Edward Friedrich Vincenz <laughs> Martin Maria von Auersperg. That is the longest, <laughs> most incredible name. AKA. Oh no. His, <laughs> Greg. His dick. Serene Highness, the Prince von Auersperg. Eh. Oh, go choke on a. Choke. <laughs> All right. So, Sonny was uh, the prince's tennis instructor at a Swiss resort, and oh. they fell madly in love. Match. I hate
0: everything <laughs> about that sentence. Unless we're talking about Swiss cheese, and then I'm like, totally. <laughs> My Swiss cheese instructor. <laughs>
1: Amanda, you are my Swiss cheese instructor. My lactose counselor.
0: Yes, you're goddamn right. Don't you forget it.
1: Together, the young couple scrimped and saved to afford to raise their two children.
2: (laughs) His serene highness
1: scrimped and saved. Clipped
2: coupons.
1: Oh, please (laughs) tell
0: me they end up penniless.
1: No, but their children were Her Serene Highness Princess Annie Laurie von Auerzberg, who oh goes by God. Ayla. <laughs> and also all of these people. <laughs> his Serene Highness Prince Alexander Georg von Auerzberg. Perfect. He got
2: his ass
1: kicked. Well, they went the to like Serene not. Highness school,
0: so I think it's fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. Reality yeah. show idea, send these kids to a public school in, like,
1: Parliament. Serene Highnesses
0: of Rhode Island.
1: <laughs> reality show <laughs> idea, send me to Clarendon Court. Give us a reality show. <laughs> I would gladly be a cheese coach. I will stand in. I will learn how to play tennis. Well, no, um,
0: okay, I have limits. I will not work, be my learning how to play eye. tennis.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh the old adage that money can't buy happiness, however, not is true. a cliche for a reason. <laughs> and the couple divorced in 1965, reportedly due to the prince's Playboy ways.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> uh yeah.
1: Bad Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny did not share her husband's love of big game hunting in Africa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, no marriage can survive that kind of discord. I've That's heard this. That's Highness. Number one cause of, the, of divorce in the United States is a lack of mutual love of big game hunting in
2: Africa, is what I've read. It's, it's a problem.
1: Especially People a problem never want to talk about this. People never want to talk
2: about In this. Bloomington. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe um, Zeta? for okay. sure. Okay, so uh, the next year, Sunny remarried. And her new husband, Lucy, you said Cloudy Von Bulo, but oh his God. name, in fact, was Klaus Von Bulo. <gasps> <Yes.
2: laughs>
1: Different pronunciation.
2: Yep. I yeah. was right.
1: Klaus. 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 Oh,
2: my God.
1: I <laughs> so love them. Klaus... Was of noble German Danish blood, but his father uh, had been a Nazi collaborator. Oh no. And uh, was convicted and imprisoned at the end of World War II. Oh no. And so his parents divorced All when right. that happened.
0: Other leading um, cause of divorce finding out your <laughs> husband is an ex Nazi. <laughs>
1: Nazi <laughs> collaborator. Pretty sure she Current knew Nazi. throughout World War II. Oh, but once no. they I wanted to give her the, were the, benefit the losing of doubt. side, <laughs> no, no. Then she was like, peace, well, enjoy prison. I'm outy.
0: Can't feign ignorance um, on that anymore. Uh, they'll never let me mm-hmm. back in Bridge Club if I stay married to you, so I gotta go.
2: I'm gonna yep. shove a million diamonds up my butt and uh-huh. escape through mm-hmm.
1: Poland and start yeah. a new life in Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Well, this was her hus- this is her husband's family, not Sonny's family. Oh. Well, it sounded Kay. good. Yep. Someone okay. shoved diamonds up their butt and escaped through Yes, That's all I know. For sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> so. Isn't that
0: the plot of Sound of Music?
1: Maybe. Leo Leo Leo. Okay.
0: There's a diamond in my butt.
1: I can't wait for
2: our dolls to get here. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: We are okay. mixing all kinds of cultures right now.
1: All right. So after the divorce, uh, Klaus's mother brought the young Klaus with her to London, um, and both mother and son readopted her maiden name, which was Bulo. Jason okay. Bulo. <laughs> Kulo means ass. Yeah. In okay. Portuguese. Kulo and spanish i think so uh, the aristocratic flourish von seemed to get tacked on later by mistake but klaus didn't bother to correct anyone so people assumed that his name was von bulow to make it sound more aristocratic and he was like yeah totes yeah it definitely (laughs) is let's go with that Uh (laughs) uh-huh um So Klaus didn't grow up with much money, but he seemed to instinctively know how to run with that like privileged set, Mm -hmm. and um, he preferred the company of high society Mm -hmm. to us plebes. Who doesn't?
3: (laughs) Shut up!
0: Doesn't. doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) I prefer the company of high society.
1: Shall Shall we retire for some sherry? to the Paula. <laughs> <laughs> so after graduating from college, he began working as personal assistant to the billionaire oil magnate J. Paul Getty. Okay. Okay. He's rich. So of Getty stock he, images. Yes. Jay Paul Getty is very rich. Klaus worked for him, kind of learned the tricks of the trade and the oil business, but didn't, wasn't really independently wealthy ever. But then he met Sunny, and she's very wealthy, and so she's the equivalent of a billionaire today, mm-hmm. and whatever. So they get married. Sunny and Klaus had one child together, a daughter named Cosima von Bulo. Uh-huh. Okay. But 15 years into their marriage, things had become strained. Uh. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure I just said become. Yep. It's we okay. Weren't gonna, we were going to gloss over it, but... That's all <laughs> it's right. out there now. I've had some wine. Yep. Um, so Sonny and Klaus considered divorce quite openly. They both talked to various friends about, like, I think maybe we should get a divorce, whatever. But nothing had been finalized, no paperwork anywhere. They were just kind of openly Disgusting. not enjoying the marriage. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Also, and I'm sure you're shocked, but Klaus had a mistress. What? Was?
3: Guten Tag?
1: Was <laughs> ist Guten Tag?
0: Cloudfoot?
1: <laughs> ich bin ein Berliner <laughs> um, Okay, so <laughs> We're fluent, you guys Yeah, we're crushing it <laughs> Fluent um, Und wie geht's okay, No, no, so Klaus, no, no Klaus has, <laughs> Ger- German was the required foreign language And in Lucy in my uh, elementary school Which is, like, so sad Yeah But, yeah, that's what we've got It was great uh-huh. Frau Fairbrother. So mean. So Where are mean. you now? She sucked. Oh, She was <laughs> terrible. Okay. She's super German about it all. Okay, so Klaus had a mistress. <laughs> the soap opera actress Alexandra Isles. Yes.
0: Er, yes.
1: Doesn't it sound like a screenplay? Like this doesn't sound real. It's no, real. It doesn't. Okay. fucking around. So Isles was famous for portraying the character of Victoria Winters. Oh, my. Quiet. Uh, <laughs> on the popular show Dark Shadows. <coughs> <I> love. <laughs> Ugh, also, in a, in a weird twist, <laughs> in a weird twist, Alexandra Isles, the actress, was also of noble Danish origin, God same bless. as Klaus. What <laughs> the fuck?
0: They're sisters. Yeah. Brother sisters. <laughs> Ooh, they're
1: siblings. Brother. They're, they're, they're
0: sisters.
1: sisters.
0: They're sister siblings.
1: Sister brothers. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> <You guys. laughs> it could be a thing. It's going to be a thing now.
1: It's become a thing. Um
0: <laughs> 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 Sister <laughs> brothers <laughs> is real.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, It's unclear how long the affair had been going on, but at the start of this case, uh, which is a case, and it's a true crime case, in case you didn't know, (laughs) um, know. (laughs) she had already given Klaus an old tomato Yes, uh, to divorce his wife, Sunny, and marry her within six months, or she was calling it off, it was over.
0: Whoa, that's a quick turnaround, but okay, I respect that.
1: Yeah, knows what she so, wants. Klaus wanted to be with Alexandra, but he had no money of his own, and presumably Sonny had a pretty damn good prenup, so divorce was not an option.
0: Oh no, here we go.
1: Yeah, <sighs> you see, you see where I'm going uh-huh.
0: with this. The mod- most foul. <laughs>
1: Are you okay? No.
0: Foul. <laughs> That's my adult braces.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned. We might be getting an ad for them. Okay. On the night of December 21st, 1980, while the family was in the midst of their lavish Christmas festivities at Clarendon Court... Sunny began exhibiting symptoms of extreme fatigue, Mm. loss of coordination, Mm. and confusion. So she's me on a
0: casual Tuesday.
1: <laughs> I don't see the problem. Yeah,
0: I've friggin' been there. What else is new?
1: That is me on a good day. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs>
1: she
0: started exhibiting symptoms of being blind in one eye. <laughs>
2: Proficient at Googling thinking you're very funny <laughs> hey, we yeah. all suffer from that way more than Kenyon does I was describing does. the three of us oh I was describing oh, right. Kenyan specifically right craving
1: parmesan cheese fair parmesan parmesan okay <laughs> so she was too weak weak to walk up the mansion's uh, staircase Quake to, to her bedroom. Double spiral staircase. Oh. Probably.
3: Lined so her, with ivory.
1: <laughs> so, her son, who was like a teenager at this time, maybe like early 20s, um, her son, Alexander Georg. Van
0: Boodlehausen,
1: poodle nugget. <laughs> Von Awersberg, His Serene <laughs> Highness uh carried her to bed to rest. Mm. I'm weary. <laughs> so, the next morning she was discovered lying unconscious on her marble bathroom floor, head by the toilet, nightgown pulled up around her waist. <laughs> Me oh.
0: yesterday. <laughs> like how I woke up this
1: morning. <laughs> was there like barf? Was she barfing? There was not any vomit or excrement
0: visible. She wouldn't want to sell the marble. Mm. Yes.
2: Marble (laughs) stains, y'all. Takes a lot of maintenance. Red wine. Yeah. White marble. Bad combo. Don't invest in marble until you're investing in marble. Uh
1: Right. All right. So, Sunny... Was rushed to the hospital, but there was nothing that doctors could do. She suffered a severe brain injury and uh. would remain in a, quote, vegetative state for the next 28 years. Oh what? my God! But she was years? still alive? She was still alive, but in a Honey. coma for two weeks shy of 28 years. So. How old was she when she slipped in? Mmm. She was 1936, 1980 minus 1936. This is she why, if you have this
0: much money, you no know, matter your age, you need to have an advanced directive. Yep. Because, like, what the hell? What do they do with all those millions of dollars?
1: Well, we're about to find out. Oh, Will no. they sell up her butt? Oh. With the diamonds? <laughs> <In> the diamonds.
0: <laughs> and the jelly
1: beans.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Throwback.
0: Jellies are a girl's best friend. Gross.
2: Okay. So fucking gross. (laughs) (laughs) I want Jelly Belly to sponsor us.
1: (laughs) Ew. They won't. Ew. (laughs) All right. So lab testing suggested that her coma could have been caused by an overdose of insulin. They overinsulinated the vitamins. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> for indie sweaters. Okay, uh, almost exactly one year earlier, Sunny had been diagnosed with hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. High mm-hmm. blood sugar. Low blood sugar.
0: Oh, yeah, hyperglycemia is high and hypoglycemia
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> is low. low. I should know this. I'm drunk.
2: <laughs> low. It's actually low.
1: the low. No. <laughs> Yeah. Oh glycemia. I only have here okay. anything I okay. say. <laughs> on, on December twenty-sixth, nineteen seventy-nine, so like one year prior, also in December. Uh-huh. Um, she had slipped into a coma while at home with Klaus. Uh-huh. The family's German born maid, which you know you've made it if you have a German-born maid. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you paid for her steam yeah. liner over. Uh-huh. Right. Maria Schralhammer. Mm, that's Thought you're gonna say Maria Schreiber, I got really excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How she got her
0: start.
1: <laughs> was would later testify, so the maid would later testify, uh, that on that day in 1979, Klaus had prevented her from entering the couple's bedroom, mm. but eventually she ignored him and did go in, and then she witnessed Mrs. Von Bulow lying unconscious in the bed next to her husband, who was doing nothing to help his wife. Oh my god.
0: I don't like that. Miss-
1: Miss Schrollhammer said she pleaded with Klaus for hours to call an ambulance, but he refused. Uh And eventually, um, Sunny was brought to the hospital in a coma, comatose state. But doctors were able to revive her.
0: Uh Okay.
1: I mean, I don't know that the doctors really did anything, but she got out of the coma. They probably
0: put her on like a glucose drip because if she that's yeah. really low blood sugar. They just have to slowly bring your glucose back up. But sometimes it's right. effective and sometimes it's not. And then you're in a fucking right. coma for 28 years.
1: Yep. Fuck. They yep. put my mom yep. on a refrigerated bed to bring her out of her coma. That shit crazy. Yeah, that's so funny that your mom was in just a rando coma. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 She's lucky to be alive. Huh? Your mom's coma is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Mom's Coma would be a great punk band. (laughs) Mom's spaghetti.
0: Your mom's (laughs) coma.
1: Okay. So doctors then diagnosed Sunny with hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, and Mm -hmm. advised her to follow a strict diet and avoid alcohol. Okay. Okay. So this was one year prior to our case. Mm Uh-huh. And for people with hypoglycemia, insulin is the last thing that they would ever need. Correct. Because it's purpose is to lower blood sugar.
0: Yep, and the alcohol thing makes Mm -hmm. sense too because in a lot of cases uh, the way alcohol metabolizes it can actually lower your blood sugar. So if you're like drinking heavily like a lot lot of times, it'll happen to me with with like hard liquor, like gin or or vodka. That's why I'm always Mm -hmm. drinking like a Greyhound or a gin and tonic with something that has a little bit of sugar in it to balance out the effects, mm. the, the hypoglycemic effects of liquor.
3: Oh. Is that I weird? I
1: greyhounds are the fucking best.
0: They, they are also the fucking best. But they're life-saving.
1: Vodka does not like me, so. Okay. GNT. So, we agree that insulin would be very bad for someone with diagnosed hypoglycemia. Correct. We do concur. Oh, well, I we concur. concur.
0: As the resident diabetic who previously mm. said the wrong thing, I concur
1: (laughs) I'm an authority Okay
0: You can trust me I'm a doctor
1: Doctor
2: (laughs) Want some snake oil?
0: (laughs) Would you like goat balls Inside of your real balls To uh, return your erections?
2: (laughs) We'll clear that plague
1: right up There's ghosts in your blood
0: Do cocaine about it
1: My (laughs) favourite meme Okay, so Sunny was in a coma around Christmas 1979, but survived. And then one year later, same thing. It's Christmas 1980. She slips into a coma, but she stays in that coma for the rest of her life. So fucking crazy. Oh, so she didn't wake up, she just died? She never woke up. She was in a coma for 28 years. Yeah,
0: this is the coma <sighs> to end all comas. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, also, Yikes. Klaus, her husband, is having an affair, wants to keep the lifestyle he's grown accustomed to and uh-huh. his mistress, but can't get a divorce. Mm-mm. All right. Curious.
2: Legally, because she's in no, a No, he, because he, if he divorced her, he'd lose all the money.
1: Oh, that's right. right the diamonds in the butt. Okay.
0: Pay right. So that's the attention.
2: context. Attention.
1: have been right. jumping Plus, all over Plus, emergency medical workers and police noticed that Klaus's behavior seemed rather strange. Ugh. He appeared eerily calm and unmoved as his wife was rushed to the hospital. Tap danced upon her weary forehead. (laughs) Oh my God. Cheering. (laughs)
0: Cheering.
1: And then one month later, so one month into her second coma, he went on vacation with his mistress. Are you
0: fucking kidding me? A month?
1: (laughs) He's not even trying. Not even trying. Yeah,
0: the paint's not even wet on this poor (laughs) thing's fucking coma. Dry. That's what I meant.
1: I'm drunk. (laughs) Hypo. (laughs) Dry. (laughs) Seamia. So the maid, Miss Schrollhammer, tells Sonny's two children by her first husband, his and her Serene Highnesses,
3: oh. um,
1: <laughs> that <laughs> I just choked a little bit. <laughs> oh. That she and that she saw Klaus with a small black medical bag full of pills. And a vial of insulin oh. before the attempted murder. Bum bum
3: bum. Oh
1: my God. So never the trust and the princess maid. decide to hire a lawyer to help them investigate their stepfather. But crucially, they don't work through the police. Instead, they choose to go it alone because oh, they have no. buckets of money.
0: That can't be a good idea though, can it?
1: No, it cannot.
0: <laughs> I mean, I so, often don't trust the police either, but like, you're not going to have a case.
3: Yeah,
1: it's not going to be admissible. Admissible,
0: yeah, that's the problem.
1: Fu- funny you should say that. I don't know. So, Alexander, His Serene Highness, uh, as well as a lawyer and a locksmith enter Clarendon Court. Well, this sounds like a away. bad
0: setup for a joke. A Klaus, (laughs) a lawyer, and a locksmith walking to a bar. (laughs) One says, the Klaus says, I killed my wife.
1: (laughs) So no, this is Alexander the son goes in with his lawyer to investigate his stepfather. Okay, a serene
0: prince, a locksmith, and a a lawyer walking to a bar.
1: So they go to Klaus's closet, but it's locked, and that's why they brought the locksmith because they thought that this would happen and they break into the Breaking closet. Breaking and entering. Who, locks his closet? Who locks their fucking closet? Someone anyway. with something to hide, a, a real close. Right. So, there they find a black medical bag along with a used vial of insulin and a used syringe. Get rid we of got that, that shit. Throw that shit away. with right, people? Yeah. Okay. You live in so Newport. Stupid. You're on the ocean. Also, Jesus. there are
0: literally sharps containers in the bar bathroom where that joke takes place. So, like, just <laughs> ditch it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you went right. to the hospital with her. Ditch it there. So stupid. Ditch it.
1: Okay, they take the bag as evidence, but they fail to fingerprint it at the scene or give it to police in order to establish a chain of custody. I hate these people because they're stupid.
0: (laughs) I want justice, and they're fucking it up.
1: Yeah. They send the bag to an independent forensic investigator for analysis who confirms that traces of insulin are in the vial and also on the syringe. Uh-huh. Only after that do they decide to hand over the evidence to police. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you think there's such a thing
2: as, like, rich person syndrome where you're just so cocky? You're like, I have enough money. I don't need the police to help me. Uh-huh. I will solve this myself. A thousand percent.
0: I mean, I think that's happening right now in yeah. this case.
2: I wondering totally. if it, like, has a name besides oh. rich person cockiness. Syndrome.
1: I think I think the excuse was that the kids didn't want to implicate their stepfather in a murder case unless, unless they, they had knew. evidence. Because they didn't want, like, a lot of press and attention and Which, whatever. Which, like, okay, I can understand
0: that. But, but still. fucking still.
1: Yeah. You're fucking up the whole case, yeah. basically. Yeah, because you're just trouncing in somewhere mm-hmm. without trespassing, basically, and being like, I found this, when really you could have planted it. Yep. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way to know. Okay. So, Rhode Island prosecutors present this evidence and other evidence to a grand jury, and Klaus von Brulow is indicted for murder. Okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or attempted murder, because she's not actually dead yet. Um, the first trial... In which Klaus is charged with two counts of attempted murder, so both of the incidents, the nineteen seventy-nine coma and the nineteen eighty coma. Okay, okay. uh, begins in nineteen eighty-two. At trial, Klaus's defense tried to claim that Sonny's coma was actually caused by alcohol and substance abuse. Nope. Including the use of sedatives. Nope. Fuck off. Bye. But an endocrinologist testified that insulin overdose was the real cause. Uh-huh. Right. And obviously she was never prescribed any insulin because she does not need insulin. It's basically poison to right. her.
0: So for her to have those levels in her blood, that your body wouldn't naturally make that. Like, there's no fucking
1: way. Right. Right. Klaus's former mistress, the soap star, also provided fairly damning testimony, in which she stated that she was unsure of her former lover's innocence. Oh my God, I oh. love her. So they, so they asked her, like, "Do you think that he's innocent?" And she said, "I don't know."
0: I like, ah, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I just want to well, go on vacation. Not my
1: business. I just wanted to go on vacation, and it would have been really great if I could quit being a soap actress and my fiance had $100 million. No Didn't one quits the just soaps. Hunt big game in Africa. <laughs> Nobody quits the soaps.
2: <laughs> You're a lifer, damn it.
1: What's a soaper always? A, a soaper. soaper?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. accurate,
1: but. Too so many stay at home moms depend on you. <laughs> 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 Victoria Winters. <laughs> um, so Klaus von Bülow was convicted in his first trial. And his daughter, Cosima, who was like 15 to 17 at this time, didn't believe that her father could be guilty of trying to murder her mother. And so the teenager stuck by her father's side. And then her step brothers and sisters were the ones accusing him.
0: Ugh, which okay? Is like, OK, girl, I get it. But also see reason.
1: Yeah, permanent rift in the family, and no. I don't think that the, the she has any contact with the other two kids uh-uh. after this. So, three years later, on appeal, the defense brought in numerous high-profile witnesses to testify to Sonny's alleged drug use, which, no idea if this is true or not, um... But the witnesses included friends of the family like Truman Capote. Oh, my God. (laughs) Casual acquaintances. Casual friends and Johnny Carson's wife. What the fuck? (laughs) That's amazing. The retrial or the appeal was a sensation in the press. Um, an expert witness at the appeal also cast doubt on whether any evidence of an injection was ever found on Sonny's body. So basically they said, like, during the autopsy, did they find an injection site for you the You could easily not
0: find one because those needles are so tiny. It's just it's subdermal. Also it, does, it just
2: years later.
0: It also just needs to go under the skin. It doesn't need to, like, be in the muscle or in a vein or anything. So it's really not likely it's going to leave much of a mark.
1: Right, so but they cast doubt for the jury, being like, "Well, if there's no sign of an injection, uh, then it couldn't have been insulin." It was twenty-eight uh, years later. Well, they're saying from the first autopsy, they didn't whatever. But what Amanda is saying is that those injection sites are so fucking tiny they're, that you wouldn't necessarily find it. No, you I wouldn't. I get it. I just think the time pa- the time lapse. All makes of it more combined of is
0: fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, it's fucking all of it. stupid. They didn't do a re-autopsy though. They just were going off the first autopsy. So like it's the,
0: an initial examination when she was still in the coma, right? Yeah.
1: That would oh, not yeah, be sorry. an autopsy. Uh, that's right. where we're getting autopsy confused. Is super, the wrong word. But the first, yeah, the the first examination. Okay, that's totally different.
0: <laughs> right. We okay. we got you. now. we got you.
1: Okay. So, um, they also tried, the defense also tried to call into question whether the syringe could have merely been dipped in insulin, but not actually used to administer insulin. No. So they were trying to say, like, well, only the outside rim of the needle was tested, not the interior of the rim of the needle. Dips the syringe.
0: I fucking hate this so much. Like, this is infuriating.
1: Yeah, so that's what they were saying, basically, is, well, the inside of the needle of the syringe wasn't tested, so we don't know if it actually had insulin inside it. Ugh. Okay? And the crucial piece of evidence, the black bag found in Klaus's uh, closet by his stepchildren and the lawyer, was also thrown into question because could it have been planted by either of them or Uh the maid? Uh Yeah. Yeah. So the jury was unable to conclude beyond a reasonable doubt that either insulin caused Sonny's coma or that Klaus was the person to administer it, if it were. Uh, I hate it. And on appeal, Klaus von Bülow was acquitted of attempted murder and free to go. Uh Uh-huh. It was 100%
2: because the son stupidly tried to go do his own investigation. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Without, yep. Du- without a doubt. God
1: damn yep. It. So the terms of the settlement that uh, Klaus eventually reached with his stepchildren is private. or The terms are private. Um, but he may have agreed to leave the country if his daughter Kasima could retain her third of the inheritance. Uh. Um, so... Klaus is also forbidden from ever writing his account of the events or assisting anyone else in doing so. So he cannot write a book or you know, supervise a TV show or Mm -hmm. anything like that Mm -hmm. about the case. But another ex-girlfriend did write a tell-all book but it kind of was a failure uh, after it went to print because it was took her too long basically and people were over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Klaus did not go quietly into the night.
0: Uh, Of course not.
1: After the trials he did leave Newport but he returned to Europe and he continued his high society lifestyle. He even continued to write as an arts and theater critic for the British uh, Telegraph newspaper for many years. And he is said to revel in his infamy using the story of his wife's attempted murder, uh, almost as cocktail party fodder.
0: Oh, my God.
1: He's such a Robert Durst about it. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, Sonny von Bulo passed away finally in 2008. She never regained consciousness. Um, In a weird twist of fate, her first husband, what's his name, von Friedrich Maria, ours prince (laughs) other prince the other Um, guy uh, he fell into a persistent coma which lasted nine years just two years after she did oh my god sympathy coma so the prince and princess both of their parents were in comas overlapping comas for nine years that is so sad no he died died. oh my god that's How awful. fucked up is that? That is yeah. so
0: sad. Oh.
1: Um. So Sunny Van Bulow is survived by her three children and nine grandchildren, all of whom married quite well and financially are doing quite well. Cosima is a countess, so she's not a princess like her sister, but at least she's a countess.
0: Yeah, she'll be okay.
1: She'll be fine. Yeah. And that is my case.
0: Holy shot. Good
1: one. Mm -hmm.
0: Supreme Queen Princess Kenyon
1: Thank you (laughs) Of Excelsior That is what you all shall call me Throughout my bachelorette Henceforth shall
0: be Referred to Mm. As Supreme Princess I won't be doing that
1: and if you want to sleep like royalty, woo, you should stick around <laughs> check, for our next check, sponsor. Check out our sponsor Casper. Did you know
0: that Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time?
1: And if that lasts 28 years, so be it.
0: Oh my oh god. god.
2: <laughs> Keep it when going. When you're not in a coma, you spend about one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Also, especially if you are in a coma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should be comfortable mm-hmm. and have chapstick at all times. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for that immobile,
0: comatose body, the original Casper <laughs> mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce.
1: And <laughs> if you are uh, not interested in the original Casper mattress, you can also check out Casper's two other mattress styles, the Wave and the Essential. Mm. So the Wave features a patent-pending, this is innovative, y'all, mm-hmm. patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. Mm-hmm. And... Natural... The, The Essential has a streamlined, modern design at a price that won't keep you up at night. So you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting
2: casper.com slash gals, that's C-A-S-P-E-R dot com slash forward slash G-A-L-S, and using the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So once again, that's $50 towards select mattresses at casper.com slash gals. Use the promo code gals at checkout. Treat your body. After
0: a (laughs) glorious night of rest, if you Mm -hmm. awaken slightly behind schedule and need a quick jolt of energy, RX Bar is a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients. Mmm. Rx Bar's core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS.
1: And uh, it turns out that real food ingredients like three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds actually taste really good. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And you can uh, actually taste the cacao, the real fruit, the spices, mm. sea salt, Mm -hmm. Fancy, y'all. You can taste it. Mm. They're Um, delicious. Also, what I love is that RX bars are gluten-free and Uh soy-free. And uh, I'm all about that life. So it's nice to have a snack that is quick and convenient and fits with my dietary uh, restrictions.
2: Oddities. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm all about the life where I'm constantly at least 20 minutes behind schedule. So (laughs) I like... (laughs) Rx bar because it's a super easy delicious breakfast on the go. You can have a snack at the office just throw one in your bag for an airplane, car ride, put it in your backpack if you ride your bike or like use your legs outside hiking <laughs> etc.
3: <cetera. Yep. laughs>
1: there's also this thing called a quirk out. Um, at a at a
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: a gime. Like if you like to work out at a gym mm-hmm. then you can uh, use RX bars as a pre- or post-snack.
3: hmm
0: But they're just real good, so I do not often find myself at the gym but I do often find myself waking <laughs> up in the morning, groggy, uh, not wanting to fix myself a balanced freaking breakfast and I'm a I'm really partial to the ones that have like the fruity element to them so I really like the blueberry one although that chocolate sea salt one was mm. like eating a brownie for breakfast and it was amazing so the those are some of my coconut faves. one
2: the oh. coconut one is my favorite so good and they were
0: filling like I didn't feel myself going to the or wanting to go to like the vending machine an hour and a half later like I was satisfied until lunch off of one of these uh, one of these bars so I mm-hmm. highly recommend it mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm um, also, for twenty five percent off your first order, visit rxbar. That's rxbar. dot com forward slash gals. G A L S. And enter the promo code gals at checkout. Do it. Treat your gut. Mm. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But these it's are delicious. delicious, y'all. So good. <laughs> All right. Are we
0: ready to have zero fun? <laughs>
1: I found out that you were doing this case and Uh I purposefully chose a case that was like silly and had a lot of crazy names because I just wanted to balance this episode out Mm -hmm. because this is a real fucking bummer.
0: It is a real fucking bummer and also a real fucking important thing to talk about. So we're just going to dive in. Uh, This case is incredibly famous and incredibly recent and took place here in Minnesota. And uh, it is the shooting, murder, death of Philando Mm -hmm. Castile on July 6, 2016. Philando was shot and killed by Officer Geronimo Yanez. He worked for the St. Anthony, Minnesota Police Department. Uh, Philando was pulled over in Falcon Heights, which is a suburb of St. Paul. It's actually pretty close to where I live and, uh, where I go to take my dogs to the vet. So I drive through Falcon Heights a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Philando was in the car with his girlfriend. Her name is Diamond Reynolds and Diamond's four-year-old daughter was also in the back seat in her car seat when they were pulled over by Inez and another police officer.
1: That's so sad.
0: Um... The shooting itself achieved a very high profile because Diamond, in an act of some of the most intense bravery and uh, oh wherewithal that I have ever had the uh, misfortune of having to see, live-streamed
2: video of the aftermath to Facebook um, she I remember kept, watching this, very vividly mm-hmm. watching this the morning after this happened. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready for work and I watched the whole fucking thing and it was so heartbreaking mm-hmm. watching her child in the back, watching her composure mm-hmm.
0: throughout. Yeah. I mean, truly remarkable. I
3: oh my God. I can't say I
0: recommend watching it, but no. If, you know, I don't feel I don't know. It was really, really fucking hard to watch, obviously. But I think it's Mm. also important sometimes for us to share in experiences that we will never have in some way. So, I mean, I likely as a white, you know, female will never understand what it feels like to be afraid to be pulled over by a police officer and worried that I'll be shot. So, you know, sometimes it's good for just like checking your privilege to just experience
2: that other people have to go through that. And um gaining some empathy and mm-hmm. it's horrible to watch, but it's also wrong to just shut it down every mm-hmm. time this happens to say, nope, I don't need to think about it. I don't need to worry about it. Right. Right. Um yeah. it shows her interacting with the armed officer as a
0: mortally injured Falando is literally dying and moaning in the front seat of the car. He's bleeding out. You can see I mean you don't see the shooting, you see directly after the shooting. Um, it's
2: seconds after. Yeah.
0: Uh, he died that evening around 9.37 p.m. Central Time in the emergency room of HCMC, which is Hennepin County Medical Center in downtown Minneapolis. Um, it was only He died about 20 minutes after being shot. So they were pulled over in the evening. He was shot. Um, he was taken pretty, you know, I guess moderately quickly to the hospital. But within about 20 minutes, he he was dead. Yeah. Um, mm. According to a police dash cam, which had video and audio, after being asked for his license and registration, Falando told the officer that he had a firearm, to which the officer replied, Don't reach for it then. The officer said, Don't pull it out. He
1: told the officer that he was licensed to carry a firearm. Correct. And And
0: that he had it, and he was also asked to provide his license and registration. Okay? Mm
3: -hmm. So Mm
0: -hmm. keep in mind how this could be misconstrued. Get. You know, provide your license and registration. Yes, officer, you're like fumbling for your license and registration. You're also letting the officer know I have a concealing carry permit. I'm carrying a weapon. But Mm -hmm. you've also been asked to provide your license and registration.
1: Yeah, so you have to reach for something. Yep. But so, the officer has said, Don't reach reach for your weapon. Yep. So it's did, kind of like, Okay. I'm, I'm not Reaching not for my weapon. I'm giving did you my life. Did the officer license.
2: ask if he had a weapon or no. did Philando, Philando volunteer
0: that information? He, he volunteered, volunteered the information because he knew that you're I mean, you're supposed to. If you are in a situation with police and you have your concealing yeah. carry. I I don't know all the laws, but I'm pretty sure you are supposed to uh, alert the authorities in that situation that you are a registered concealing carry and that you have your weapon on you.
2: And he did that. And if yeah. and if it's not the law to do that, probably as a black man, he was very aware that he was already in danger. Yeah, he was compliant. He was, was
1: trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um. So. Uh, Yanez,
0: Officer Yanez, is, says, don't reach for it then. Falando's not reaching for it. I assume he's reaching for his license and registration. Yanez, again, says, don't pull it out, and then opens fire seven times on Falando, who is still buckled into the seat of a sitting, car. Sitting, yeah.
1: Sitting down and has Ugh.
0: declared that he has a firearm.
1: It's and like a, a baby
0: in the back seat. And there's a four-year-old baby, like, a, a foot away from him. Um, Super fucked up. So... Diamond Reynolds' testimony was that Castile was shot while reaching for his ID, again, after telling Yanez that he was armed. Um, On November 16th, 2016, John Choi, who is the Ramsey County attorney, announced that Yanez was being charged with three felonies, one count of second-degree manslaughter and two counts of dangerous discharge of a firearm. Choi said, quote, I would submit that no reasonable officer, knowing, seeing, and hearing what Officer Yanez did at the time, would have used deadly force under these circumstances.
1: Yeah, I'd fucking say so. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, However, Yanez was acquitted of all charges on June 16th, 2017. So this trial, I don't think it actually, it doesn't feel like it really went for all that long. And so much of this was a blur, but November to June for these charges to come down, for the trial to begin um, and for him to be acquitted seems kind of hasty to me, but I guess we've just done a lot of cases where trials have gone on for well over a year. Yeah, I think and they try to know. speed up cop cases. I'm sure they do. Um, the same day of his acquittal, the city of St. Anthony said it was offering Officer Yanez a voluntary separation agreement. So he Sounds was... So
1: like a no-fault firing, yep. basically?
0: Yep. Given the option to resign with, um, I believe, a uh, like a severance so that he could go okay. work somewhere else, but that he was no mm, longer fucker. welcome to work for the St. Anthony Police Department.
1: And throughout the trial, was he... He was on paid on leave. Paid leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yep. He was on paid leave.
1: Jesus.
0: Um, so a little bit about Falando Duval Castile. He was born on July 16th, 1983. Uh, he was 32 years old at the time of his death. He was born in St. Louis, Missouri. He graduated from St. Paul Central High School in 2001, and he worked for the St. Paul Public School District from 2002 until the day he died. Uh, Philando Mm -hmm. began as a nutrition services assistant at Chelsea Heights Elementary School, so he worked in the cafeteria there. Um, He also worked in the cafeteria at Arlington High School, which is now known as the Washington Technology Magnet School. So I guess they've just changed their curriculum there. Um, Mm -hmm. He was promoted to nutrition services supervisor at J.J. Hill Montessori Magnet School in August of 2014. Prior to the shooting, Philando had been stopped by the police 52 times for minor traffic violations. Jesus My fucking God. Christ. Yep. Some of which resulted in his arrest. Uh, I think some of them were, and I mean, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I think some of them were like petty marijuana offenses, basically just for having like a small amount of marijuana on him.
1: And he which, was full on arrested.
0: Right, and he was arrested. But I, I mean, to be, I'm not justifying any of this, but marijuana was recently de- decriminalized in the state of Minnesota. So it's very possible that like those arrests we legit, we're but right that before. doesn't, yeah, yeah, and that doesn't, but that doesn't discount the fact that statistically he's yet another person who's being fucking pulled over for driving while black. Like, these ridiculous 52, 52 times,
3: times
0: for bullshit traffic violations, basically, like excuses to pull him over so that they can feign some sort of probable cause to search his vehicle and find like whatever one fucking ounce or one he had in his pocket so he could like enjoy mm. a little fucking weed at the end of his day like I've been doing for most of my life so mm. it's just as, ridiculous. A, as a
1: white woman I have never been pulled over
0: I've been pulled over but I've talked myself I've... out of almost every ticket I've ever been pulled over for
1: parking tickets are yeah. different
0: because I'm not there to be charming
2: but yeah right yeah the couple of times I've been pulled over, I was definitely speeding but mm-hmm. I also got out of most of those tickets mm-hmm. which is oh
1: i've I've a privilege sped. i've I've had cops like I me but not like mm-hmm. you know pull out to actually follow me when I was clearly in the wrong and mm-hmm. speeding like yeah, thousand percent yep. I've yeah So on the night in question, Philando was
0: pulled over again as part of a traffic stop by Yanez and uh, his partner, Officer Kauser, in Falcon Heights. Um, Philando and Diamond Reynolds were returning from shopping shopping at a grocery store. Uh, It was about to be his birthday, and he was getting a haircut. Uh, He had dinner with his sister. Um, He picked up Diamond from uh, their apartment in St. Paul. They went to the grocery store, and they were heading home. They had the baby with them. Um, mm. A St. Anthony police officer patrolling Larpenter Avenue radioed to a nearby squad that he planned to pull over the car and check the IDs of the driver and passenger, saying, quote, the two occupants just look like people that were involved in a robbery. This is a quote
2: uh-huh. from this uh-huh. from this dispatcher. It's never true. The driver
0: mm-hmm. looks more like one of our suspects just because of the wide set nose. I couldn't get a look at the <gasps> passenger. So literally said the two occupants look like people involved in a robbery, and in the same breath said, I couldn't get a look at the passenger. So this is blatant racial profiling. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they faked No. They faked it as a routine traffic stop to run their IDs because he uh. thought maybe they look like people who were involved in a recent robbery.
2: What he thought was there's two black people in a car, yep. we're pulling them over, period.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so the stop took place on Larpenter Avenue at
0: Fry Street, just outside the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, at about 9.05 p.m. Uh, they were riding in a 1997 white Oldsmobile, and Philando and his girlfriend and his daughter were all in the car again. Um, Philando was driving, uh, Diamond was in the front passenger seat, and their baby was in the back seat. Well, it's not. It's her baby, sorry. It's, she is not his child. Um, Mm -hmm. quote, according to investigators, Yanez approached the car from the driver's side while Couser approached it from the passenger side. So there was an officer on each side of the vehicle.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay.
0: The police dash cam shows that 40 seconds, four, zero, 40 seconds elapsed between when Yanez first started talking to Philando through the car window and when he began to shoot him. Less than a minute. 40 seconds.
1: Unbelievable. I saw
2: something recently. It was, I think it was a quote from somebody not uh, like outside of the country, but a very good point. If we're hiring police officers who fear for their lives that easily, Mm -hmm. why the fuck are we hiring those people to protect us? Like. Police officers mm-hmm. shouldn't fear for their lives after forty seconds of interacting with a man who's buckled into his car mm-hmm. with a child yeah. in the backseat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and following, complying with the
0: law, complying yeah. every fucking step of the way. Yeah. Um, so forty seconds elapse, and uh, Yanez fucking murders him in the car. Uh, according to the dashcam, after Yanez asked for Falando's driver's license and proof of insurance, Falando gave him his proof of insurance card, which Yanez appeared to glance at and tuck in his outer pocket. Uh, Philando then calmly informed Yanez, quote, sir, I have to tell you that I do have a firearm on me. Um, and there's Star Tribune description of the next 13 seconds of the audio, and these are quotes from there. Uh, before Philando completed the sentence, Yanez interrupted and calmly replied, okay, and placed his right hand on the holster of his own holstered weapon. Yanez said, okay, don't reach for it then, don't pull it out. Philando responded, I'm not pulling it out. And Diamonds also said, he's not pulling it out. Yanez repeated, raising his voice, don't pull it out, as he quickly pulled his own gun with his right hand and reached inside the driver's window with his left hand. Diamond screamed no. This is really hard for me to read, I'm sorry. Uh, Yanez removed his left arm from the car and fired seven shots in the direction of Falando in rapid succession. Diamond yelled, Uh. you just killed my boyfriend. Falando moaned and said, I wasn't reaching for it. These were some of his last words. Uh. Diamond loudly said he wasn't reaching for it. Before she completed her sentence, Yanez again screamed, don't pull it out. Diamond responded, he hasn't. Yanez yelled, don't move, fuck. Like, oh, I just realized what I just fucking did. I just murdered somebody. Um, Of the seven shots fired by Yanez at point-blank range, five hit Falando, and two hit and pierced his heart. So all seven Uh. entered his body. He took two shots to the heart and the rest at, you know, uh, points around his chest and abdomen.
2: It was at basically point blank range. Yeah, he reached inside of
0: the car to shoot
2: him. Um,
0: And again, the events that occurred immediately following the shooting were streamed live in a 10 minute video by Diamond Reynolds via Facebook. The recording appears to begin seconds after Castile was shot, just after 9 p.m. Um, The video depicts uh, Philando slumped over, moaning, moving slightly, bloodied left arm inside. Diamond is speaking with Yanez and explaining what happened. Uh, Diamond stated in the video that Yanez, quote, asked him for a license and registration. He told him that it was in his wallet, but he had a pistol on him because he's licensed to carry. Uh, Philando did have a license to carry a gun. Uh, Diamond further narrated that the officer said don't move, and Philando was putting his hands back up. The officer shot him in the arm four or five times. Diamond told the officer, "You shot four bullets into him, sir. He was just getting his license and registration, sir. Still fucking calling him sir after he murdered her boyfriend in front of her, her and her four-year-old composure child.
1: Composure is unbelievable, insane. It's I amazing. Would have, I would have attacked. Like, mm-hmm. not saying you should. What no. she did was right. She was composed. She was a fucking." Graceful, she was at risk queen. of being shot herself. Yeah, she
0: was fearing <laughs> for the life child. of her and her child. Yeah.
1: and her child. I know. It's um, unbelievable.
0: Uh, Diamond continues to say, please don't tell me he's dead, while Yanez is exclaiming, I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand open. At one point in the video footage, an officer orders uh, Diamond to get on her knees, and the sound of Diamond being handcuffed can be heard. So she's being cuffed for just seeing, Great. after seeing all for this. For
1: existing.
0: Yep. Then Diamond's phone falls yeah. on the ground, but continues recording, and an officer periodically yells, fuck, and it's presumed that that is Yanez, who's yelling that in the background. Um, audio and video from the squad car of Joseph kowser his partner that was there, uh, where Diamond and her daughter were put after Diamond was handcuffed, shows Diamond's daughter telling her, quote, Mom, please stop cussing and screaming, because I don't want you to get shooted. Her four-year-old uh, daughter. Yeah. So this is how young oh my black children have to be aware Of this fucking reality. And that's Um, just...
1: having to put up with crazy fucking injustice Mm -hmm. and insecurity. To keep from being killed. Just to attempt to keep from being killed. Mm -hmm. There was a law enforcement who are there to allegedly protect them.
2: Yep. There was another portion of the dash cam footage, like, later after they took Philando to the hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's an officer that comes onto the scene and is, like, trying to console Yanez. And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Basically saying, like, you're the cop in this situation. Mm -hmm. They're not going to touch you. Mm -hmm. And it is sickening. Yep. It's fucked up. Um, So Reynolds reported that the police
0: had treated her like a criminal, like it was her fault. Um, that she was present during this exchange. She was
1: a passenger in a routine traffic stop in which her perfectly innocent Mm -hmm. boyfriend was murdered, and she was cuffed.
0: Yanez's partner, John Cowser, called in the shooting. Um, He reported that there were shots fired. He gave their location, uh, said that all the officers were safe, uh, and that one suspect needs medical treatment. Um, Diamond reported that the officers... Yeah, suspect, still. Still referring to him as a suspect. Um, Diamond reported that officers had failed to even check Falano for a pulse to see if he was breathing. They didn't give him any kind of like first response medical care. They just basically freaked out and waited for
3: mm-hmm. an ambulance and to arrive
0: and let him die. Let him die in the car. Um, mm-hmm. So the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension was the lead agency in charge of the investigation. Uh, Two days after the shooting, Ramsey County Attorney John Choi called for a prompt and thorough investigation into the shooting. Um, He said that he had not determined whether he would use a grand jury, and that was a whole fucking thing, uh, but stated that if either a grand jury or prosecutors in this office determined that charges were appropriate, he would prosecute this case to the fullest extent of the law. We need to come together as a community, law enforcement included, to improve our practices and procedures so we don't experience any more of these tragedies ever again. So the fucking, you know blanket statement from the city and they start their investigation. Um, and it actually was pretty landmark for Yanez to be charged with those charges. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, as someone who followed this case very closely and like protested heavily after this shit went down, um, that was a little bit of hope that those charges had Mm -hmm. been brought on that officer because this is in the wake of so many other needless shootings of especially young black men in this country. Of people, of officers who weren't even indicted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he was charged with second-degree manslaughter and two counts of dangerous discharge of a firearm. Um, But Choi stated, to justify the use of deadly force, it is not enough, however, for the police officer to merely express a subjective fear of death or great bodily harm. So fear and being afraid... Does not mean you're allowed to kill someone. It's basically what that not means. When you're
2: a cop, not nope. when
1: you're a fucking cop. Correct. Yeah, that's your job. Yep. Your job is to be afraid and keep your head about mm-hmm.
0: it. This continues on to say unreasonable fear cannot justify the use of deadly force. The use of deadly force must be objectively reasonable and necessary given the totality of the circumstances based upon our thorough and exhaustive review of the facts of this case. It is my conclusion that the use of deadly force by officer Yanez was not justified and that sufficient facts exist to prove that to be true. Accordingly, we filed a criminal complaint this morning in Ramsey County. So this is the prosecuting uh, Mm -hmm. lawyer. His press the co- officer
1: also could have very easily killed Diamond, yep. firing or the at baby. That close could have killed the child. Could have killed anyone yeah. in could that have car. Killed the partner. Could have killed. Yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, he panicked. He shot wildly. Shots go mm-hmm. through human
0: flesh fairly mm-hmm. easily. You've got nothing mm-hmm. but a fucking person and a, what a foam core fucking car vehicle seat mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Philando and a four-year-old baby. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me right now? With the, mm-hmm. with the gun inside of the car. The officer didn't shoot from outside of the car. He reached in the window and mm-hmm. shot him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's super fucked. Super fucked. Um, the prosecutor, Choi, noted facts not consistent with a justified fear of Falando, namely that Yanez's partner, Officer Kowser, who was standing at the car's passenger window during the shooting, quote, did not touch or remove his gun from its holster at any point until after shots were already fired. Mm-hmm. And that in his answers to questioning by St. Anthony police officer uh, Tressa Sun, Sund, Sunday, I don't know how to pronounce that, I'm sorry, immediately after the shooting, Yanez stated he did not know where Philando's gun was. So he hadn't even seen the weapon.
1: Yeah. He, he was, knew it existed. He just freaked out. He only
0: for no knew it existed reason. because fucking Philando lawfully told him.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Other things that Choi noted. Philando was not resisting or fleeing. There was absolutely no criminal intent exhibited by him throughout this encounter. He was respectful and compliant based upon the instructions and orders he was given. He volunteered Mm -hmm. in good faith that he had a firearm. Okay, which is beyond what the law requires. So he didn't even have to say it. And he said Mm -hmm. it anyway.
1: And he wasn't even speeding. Nope. There was no traffic violation. It was purely a matter of... Racial profile. He was yep. being black to That's continue. It. He emphatically
0: stated that he was not pulling it out. His movement was restricted by his own fucking seatbelt. He was accompanied in his vehicle by a woman and a young child. Falando did not exhibit any intent, nor did he have any reason to shoot Officer Yanez. In fact, his dying words were in protest that he was not reaching for his gun. According to the author and former FBI agent Larry Brubaker, who has written two books on officer-involved shootings, quote, this is the first time an officer has been charged for a fatal shooting in Minnesota in more than 200 cases that spanned
2: over three decades.
1: Oh, well, that's something to fucking dig into. Jesus Christ. And he
2: was still acquitted, so good job.
0: Yep. The trial of Geronimo Yenez began May 30th, 2017, under Judge William H. Leary, On June 16, 2017, Officer Yanez was acquitted of all charges. He had been charged with manslaughter and reckless discharge of a firearm, as we know. Um, After only five days and more and just about 25 hours of deliberation, the jury decided that the state had not met its burden for a conviction. Yanez would have faced up to 10 years under Minnesota law if he had been convicted, which is still too few, but whatever. The jury that determined Yanez's fate consisted of seven men and five women. Two jurors were black. Two jurors were black. Mm. Mm. Following the acquittal, a jury member told the press that the specific wording of the law regarding culpable negligence was the main factor among many leading to the verdict.
1: I remember there being a lot of think pieces at the time about why the only reason this officer was even indicted was whereas all the other two hundred were not mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. was because he was also of color, correct? Being yeah. Latino, I yep. remember those. Yeah,
0: which again for me just reinforces that this is a systemic police issue. It's not just you know fucking puffy black men or white men being afraid of black men. It's mm-hmm. like it's it spans across the entire system of teaching our police how to handle these situations. And I have Mm -hmm. friends who are police officers. I actually, I respect this job a lot. I know it's fucking hard. I know that Mm -hmm. it's under extreme duress, intense stress. I know the commitment that you make to this position, but that doesn't mean you can't be constantly striving to be better so that you're actually fucking serving your community, period. And the fact that we've let these issues and these situations, these fucking murders, repeat themselves throughout history without making serious fundamental systemic changes to the process of teaching our police officers before they ever fucking get behind the a gun or the wheel of a squad is a fucking nightmare of a travesty.
2: Yeah.
0: It's unacceptable. It pisses me the fuck off
2: any other profession if your actions led to the death of somebody yeah. either under your employee you or fuck up with a forklift
0: and you're never working you're never you're, licensed to operate that again or you're, you go,
2: and or you go straight to fucking jail yeah it's like i don't know police work should not be any fucking different it just I'm sorry. doesn't
0: fucking make any sense
2: so yeah. th- the verdict was announced
0: and uh the city of St. Anthony said, quote, the public will be best served if Officer Yanez is no longer a police officer in our city and that he would not be returning to the police department from leave after trial. The city intends to offer Officer Yanez a voluntary separation agreement to help him transition to another career other than being a St. Anthony officer. The terms of this agreement will be negotiated in the near future, so details are not available at, that, at this time. In the meantime, Officer Yanez will not return to active duty. While Philando I mean, well,
1: Castile will like not return to being alive. yeah, Leave, yep. basically. So, so. And his girlfriend and, and adoptive child. Yep. yep. You know, have no compensation, nothing. Well,
0: at the time, they did not have compensation, but there's a little more left on this, and then I'm, I'm wrapping up now. Um. Following the announcement of the verdict, some 2,000 protesters marched in the streets, myself included, eventually blocking Interstate 94, where 18 people were arrested, including at least one reporter. It was fucking crazy. Um, Members of Falando's family who had worked closely with authorities throughout the trial expressed shock and outrage at the verdict, obviously decrying a loss of faith in the system. Although they had earlier discussed a federal civil rights lawsuit on June 26, twenty seventeen, the family released a joint settlement with the city of Saint Anthony, announcing a settlement worth two point nine nine five million dollars. So they were going to go to court, and the law, the uh, Saint Anthony, the city of Saint Anthony, settled with them for almost three thousand three million dollars.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is,
0: you know, I, I that shit fucking pisses me off. Like they deserve compensation, but I hate that we live it's in a the system The terms of
1: the settlement are private right yes. and,
0: but also like we live in a system where this fucker killed someone and goes free and then this is like a price that's attached to a human life and now the state the city is just like okay it's over
1: yeah and that taxpayers paid that mhm they tax paid payers they also paid for the, the salary incompetence yeah and racism mhm yeah, not only the salary, including paid leave mm-hmm. of this officer, mm-hmm. but also of this settlement. And yet, meanwhile, police departments around the country are saying, oh, well, we don't have the funds to do advanced training, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you didn't have it's to like, fucking pay well, people
0: for being murdered during, you know, a yeah. routine fucking traffic stop. You'd, in this situation, you'd have $3 million from the city of funds for improved... Yeah.
1: That could be for a yeah, whole hell of a lot of training. I'm mm-hmm. willing to
2: bet that they only got a settlement at all, let alone that big, you know, respectively, uh, because she had that the wherewithal to do that Facebook live. Oh, video, for sure, and it got the attention that oh. it did because not most people do not get settlements like this. no, 100. Oh, percent You're right,
1: shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all it's all thanks to the grace under fire yep. of of Diamond. An an Absolutely, I, would, I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to
0: yeah. She's Pull a fucking absolute, that. like, sorceress queen. I don't even, I yeah, I, I'm speechless yeah. when I think about her because I'm in That's awe unreal. of her completely. She um, also
2: gave an incredible speech, like, a, it was later, was it at his memorial? I don't know. It was the most incredible. She's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: Yep. Being and uh, Philando's mother is also a very just brave, like, so many statements from all of especially the women the very like strong fucking women in this family who stepped up and really used their voices to to talk openly about what was happening here even though this is honestly had to have been the most devastating thing this family has ever gone through just their bravery under all all of this is it's worth going back reading some of these transcripts looking at some of their public speaking you know reading about this man reading about the social unrest that like ensued after this happened like it was a very powerful thing and it's you you should you should educate yourself a little bit about it if you're Mm -hmm. you know still if you still have questions um Mm. but in mid-2017 the saint anthony city council adjusted the city's police contract so that financial liability falls to its served communities rather than saint anthony itself with this increase in cost falcon heights voted to end the contract and find a new police provider as of 2018, the Ramsey County Sheriff will police Falcon Heights. The 2017 Falcon Heights City Council election centered on how the city should be policed. So it sounds like they moved funds, did some voting, put Falcon Heights under an umbrella precinct. of police yeah. force so that now they are not like so fiscally responsible for their own police force. And that could be directly as a result of... Well, no, it was St. Anthony who paid out that settlement, so I don't know, but... I don't know. It just seems like a whole lot of fucking money and hierarchy that's being moved around instead of being funneled into actual, you know, solving of the issues. Yep. So that's my case. Let's all go cry for an hour. Talk space. Yeah. (laughs) Did we remind you about talk space?
1: Oh my god At least we have all these
0: wonderful people to thank And special thanks who we love and appreciate So let's just get into that head head space
1: There are good people in this world still And one of them Is Emily Anderson Yes Thank you for your support Emily Emily. Followed by Lisa and Sam of the I Shake
0: My Head podcast Thank you so much I love pods helping pods
2: Yes Pod Pod love pod love shannon jones thank you so much
1: for it's your donation Jones, not unusual
0: to be loved by shannon by jones, shannon jones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also shout out to tristan stanton mm-hmm. you sound like you would fit right in with my superior
0: case. prince your Tr- serene highness serene tristan
1: <laughs> stanton <laughs>
0: Oh, and Natalie Cress, you're like a fresh, crisp, watercress salad. So nourishing <laughs> and supportive. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> Katie Mendez, hopefully not of the Men- Mendez brothers. brothers. Oh, God. <laughs> Distant relation. Stretch.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh my god and shout out to morgan aka the inkling girl yes who increased from two dollars a month to five dollars a month we have an inkling that you're amazing
2: i'm staring at some of your artwork right now
0: yes me too love it uh it's my turn <laughs> yes. Allison Kenny, you're kind of like Allison Janney and you're going to be getting a fucking patriarchy <laughs> wine glass because you're giving $10 a month. Thank you so much.
2: Love it. So is Andy Evislage mm. Evislage. Eveslage. Eveslage. <laughs> you're more Refreshing than the summer's eve, Veselage. <laughs> oh,
0: you're the douche to my vagine.
2: <laughs> That's not quite the sentiment I wanted to hey. put across. It's important.
1: <laughs> uh, she is Lexi essential. Lexi Fetter. There's nothing better than Lexi Fetter.
0: <laughs> or a salad with Fetter.
1: Kara, nice. <laughs> uh, lamb. Kara. Mm. Cara
0: Lamb, oh, there is actually a pronunciation guide here that I stared at and ignored. Cara Lamb, I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you Grand so much slam. for your, yeah, your Grand Slam donation of $10 a month. Can't wait to send you that fucking of on, glass.
2: <laughs> Jennifer Clegg, you are in-cleggable. You're like dropping an egg on... Um, Of knowledge. (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) Also, you're donating at $13 a month, which is an interesting tier,
1: and I love it.
2: I
0: mean, it's a tear
2: with no tear. I like that you blaze your own
0: trail, girlfriend. Uh, Yes.
1: Exactly. Um, In the trash queen column, which is just a reminder for all of our new listeners, um, if you donate at $15 a month, not only will you receive an on-air shout-out and a fucking patriarchy wine glass, Mm -hmm. you'll also get a random piece of non-perishable detritus from Lucy's home.
2: (laughs) There's a lot. Of detritus yeah. in my home. It's deep.
0: The detritus <laughs> runs deep.
1: It's actually great I w- for spring cleaning, I've yeah. got to be honest. I will be bringing back a whole suitcase of random ass trash from uh-huh. my home uh-huh. to uh-huh. supplement Lucy's trash. Yep. Um, so <laughs> and Amanda's Maris, you just will be mailing out
2: something. all of Dan's belongings uh-huh. as trash. <laughs> <to me>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you'd like some of. He who shall not be named. men's shoe.
2: (laughs) Making room.
0: Yeah. Uh, Scraps, burnt pieces, embers of things he left behind. Uh, Raygun and Sarah of the Oddballs podcast, you increased your pledge from 10 to 15 to get that trash, and you will get that trash.
1: Love it. How fucking cool is it that other podcasts support us on Patreon? It's amazing. I love you all so much. It's amazing. Yes, it's so great. I love it uh
2: carissa charissa aka rissa probably because i don't know if that's a hard c or a ch <laughs> mm. thank you so much rissa explains it all You're including amazing. how to
1: donate 15 dollars a month
3: mm-hmm.
1: and thank you to ashley mothershed who increased from 10 to 15 you are the mothershed of generous donors the mothership <laughs> uh christine sturges
0: you couldn't resist the urges to increase your donation from $10 to $15 a month so you'd get that trash, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Alicia Nash, you increased your pledge from $2 to oh my, $15. Oh, my God saying that, quote, trash from Lucy's house is a treasure in Alicia's house. Aww. I wouldn't count on that, babe. <laughs>
0: yeah, the Furby's already gone,
2: Optimistic. So. <laughs> I do have an old uh, Amazon Fire Stick that I can't figure out how to run the update, so I just fucking got a new one.
1: So love So someone's it. getting my old one. God,
0: this is the most amazing tier. I love it so much.
1: I have a lot of, like, random crappy jewelry that mm-hmm. I'll be bringing back, so yeah. watch Watch out for that, uh-huh. um, including to Larissa Brown. Woo! You might be giving getting some of that. It'll be yes. great, <laughs> and and I'm browned out right now. So <laughs>
0: yeah, hard. Uh, Brittany Murphy. We're just not even gonna go there, but we love you. Uh, thank oh, you for the fifteen dollar a month donation.
1: Yes, all righty. You've heard it all before. Yep.
2: As with Megan Dunning, we're not Dunning thanking you. Thank you so much for your donation. It's trash on your way.
1: (laughs) I got a great one. Dallas Head. Woo! You need no puns, Dallas Head. Mm -hmm. Love it. Debbie duh did
0: Dallas. Yup. And we're getting into some heavy hitters here with our $25 a month patrons, which means you folks will get to pick a case, and or crime, and or wine, and or all three of an upcoming episode, starting with Amy Patterson. Thank you for increasing your pledge. Yes.
2: Ditto for Pam Urquhart donating at $25 a month, and Pam would also like to shout out her most smartest sister who introduced her to wine and crime, Laura Aww. Tyree. Thank you so Aww. much to both of you.
1: Most smartest. We love
2: evangelists of the show.
1: Um, Amy, $25 a month. Remember to send us your uh, topic and or case and or wine yep. for an upcoming episode. And Amy,
0: je t'aime. Mm-hmm. And you too, <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, Missy Galahue, send yeah. us your your shit, little Missy.
1: Yeah, little yeah, Miss. I think uh, she has entering oh, the once-off
2: donation category jody fujio $25 once off and friendly reminder if you don't want to commit to a monthly pledge to uh-huh, us uh-huh. but you still want to show your love and support in uh-huh. a monetary form uh-huh, uh-huh. you can go to our big cartel store there's a link on our website and uh, hit the donate button you can put in however much you want so great yeah
1: as did Shelby Leifer. Yes. <laughs> Who is a friend, a childhood friend from high school. She's mad Shelby, at us. She's so mad at us. <laughs> Shelby Leafers donated $50 once off, and she says, quote, all right, one thing to know about Shelby is that she's like a horse person. Like the she's original, original horses.
0: horse person. She's been a but horse like person amazing. since day one. Oh, she's a beautiful yeah. flower. But,
1: but she loves horses, loves,
0: bitch loves her horses.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Quote. Even though you rotten wenches basically owe me (laughs) after shallow graves, (laughs) (laughs) hashtag rigor horse. Have all the fun in the deep South at crime con. We will. Girl, we love you.
2: I was thinking about you the whole time I was relaying that story. I'm so
0: sorry. (laughs) Oh, it's so good.
2: Um, oh my
0: Katie, my love and Baker.
1: This Barker. queen, Barker. Barker.
0: Barker. Right. I can't I am you guys,
2: I I've had too much. <laughs> it's our favorite Katie MF M- yeah, and Barker. It's
1: Katie. Barker. We
0: love you so much, Katie Barker, and she gave us 100 motherfucking dollars toward our crime con expenses. Thank you so so much. That's Thank unbelievably you. generous. Top of your
2: monthly donation.
1: It's Girl, crazy. Girl,
2: you paid for my baggage fees. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. To bring your trash here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Everyone owes Katie Barker at this point. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Amanda.
0: No, I just You're did okay. Katie Barker. Amanda.
2: Jesus. Christ. Last but not <laughs> certainly not least, Taryn Malution. Woo woo. One hundred dollar once off donation. Thank you so much, Taryn. You're amazing. I'm a-lution
1: my mind.
3: Uh, That's hardcore. Your friend, right?
1: No, my friend oh. is a different Taryn. But, well, Taryn we Milutian, love you equally. you're now a friend to all of us.
2: Yes. We love Taryn, you. I might have had a note of familiarity in my most recent shipment to you, because I def thought you were Kenyon's friend from college, but <laughs> you're not.
0: <laughs> I love it so much, so much. If
1: you're confused, that should explain it. <laughs> mm-hmm. things up. All right, and of course, special thanks to our sponsor, Talkspace, for thirty dollars off your first month of not BS therapy. Woo! Check out talkspace.com forward slash gals G A L S. We'll Treat see you brain. next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime, our cover art is by Kali Yip, music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine
4: flowing. Cheers! Hey there, wine and crime listeners. Now, I know we're all fascinated by true crime, murder, and death and stuff, but I'm wondering, have you ever had any questions around sexuality and disability? If you have, I might just have the show for you. This is Andrew Gervz, the host of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. Each episode, I shine a light on all things around sex and disability that people may be too scared to talk about. I interview amazing guests about how their sexualities and disabilities intersect with one another, or sometimes I simply shine a bright light on my personal journey as your number one queer cripple. So, if you're looking for a whole other kind of nice pop, download Disability After Dark on iTunes or your favorite podcast service. Be sure to follow Disability After Dark on Twitter at disaftdarkpod. I can't wait to shine a bright light on sex and disability with you. Bye!